Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, January 28th, 2024, Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so they too might share in the joy Jesus won for them. Here's Pastor. Now one more time. Then they went into Capernaum. On the next Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching because he was teaching them as one who has authority and not as the experts in the law. And just then, there was a man with an unclean spirit in their synagogue. It cried out, What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be quiet. Come out of him. The unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions, and after crying out with a loud voice, it came out of him. Everyone was so amazed that they began to discuss this with each other. They said, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him, and news about him spread quickly throughout the region of Galilee. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our defender. Amen. In Jesus' name, my dear friends and fellow believers, one of the things that you may or may not know about our training as pastors at the seminary, it feels like it just got on the seminary, <laughs> but one of the things that happens is the training is drilled into us to make sure that you go back and you double-check yourself. So in my ministry, I have all sorts of ways of double-checking myself. I translate things from, from way back when. I make sure I stay connected to how it all began in the scriptures. So then what happens is, uh, as you're doing that and you're checking yourself, how do I know that the sermon was really, really good? Let's say I, I came and I share God's word with you. How do I know I, I just nailed that, baby? How do I know that? Well, I'll go back and there will be some times when I'll say, yeah, I really did a good job there. I really made it clear for them. And there will be other times where I'll say, what in the world was that? I sure did not come across clearly. So this happens in my house, starting this afternoon, where I go over my own sermon and it just, I rip it apart. Because I always want to be better when you're serving God's people, representing God. So as I'm going over his word, I want you to know that Jesus really crushes it here. He just nails it way out of the park. He uses his word to do that. And with his word, he puts a lid on the, on the demons, and he calms down souls. It's, it's absolutely amazing. He says, Jesus at the synagogue in Capernaum. They went into Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. He's teaching the word of God there. He has authority to teach the word of God. He is the word made flesh. So he's teaching the word of God, and as he's teaching the word of God, people are amazed because he does not say things like this. Well, you know, I was looking at the theologians the other day, and they said this, or 
so-and-so said this, and I think this is a good way for us to go. Or instead, he would open up the Scriptures and he would say, this is what God says. There's a man in my class at college, while I started to become a pastor, the thing that made him start to think about becoming a pastor is because while he was going to the Juilliard School of Music, he was checking out different churches, and he went to one church, and after another, after another, and they're all saying, well, Time Magazine says this, and I think we should do this, and all the different ways you should live your life. And he said, and I walked into one of our churches, and the pastor gets up in front of everybody, he opens up a Bible, and he says, this is what God says. I had never heard that before, he told me. And that started him on the path where eventually he became a pastor. This is what the Lord says. And when Jesus speaks his word, he just crushes it, and demons have to leave. And something else you should know. Nowadays, there's a lot of people who think, well, if I wear a cross, I'll be protected from demons. Or if someone sprinkles holy water on me. Or if I walk into a church building, I'm protected because I have a little, little force field that keeps the demons out. God does not work like that. How do I know? Because the demon walked into this church where God's word was, where God's people were. He was in that group. Oh. Oh. Well, that means that he can go just about anywhere he wants. Yeah, unless God has intervenes. And we're going to see that here, right? So the demon comes in. And the first thing he wants to do is get a wedge, something to get in between the people and God's word. He doesn't want them to hear. So what does he do? He says, what do you want with us, Jesus? You come to destroy us? I know who you are. And just like that, listen to what he's saying. He's saying the truth. The demon knows who Jesus is. The demon knows that, the de- that Jesus is holy and the demon is terrified because the demon has no chance of passing muster with him. So the demon knows, knows who Jesus is, and he knows Jesus' plan. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Jesus knows who the demon is. And right away, what does he do? Does he start a circle? Does he, does he gather all the people around in a circle and lay hands on this man? Does, does, he, does he say, oh, we need to get a chant book out and make sure that we do things right? No. He goes up and he says, quiet. I love this. Almost all of the translations I looked at always say quiet or be silent or something like that. The word in the Greek... Is a word that my mom never let me use at home. Okay? Jesus said to the demon, shut up. Put a lid on it. Muzzle it. No more. And just like that, demon has to, demon has to obey. Hmm. And then he says, come out of him. And the demon is trying to make everyone afraid, so he shakes a guy and convulses him and screams, and then the demon obeys. 
Because God's word has authority over the demons. Why is this important? Why did God put this in his word? You know, when you look at movies, they have uh, people vomiting out uh, green milkshakes and heads spinning around and levitating and, and their eyes go in the dark. Demons don't work a lot like that anymore. They may have in the past. Maybe they still do somewhere, but the demons are really, really, really tricky. They're masters at lying. They want you to be afraid. They want you to think, God doesn't know what's going on. Believe that lie. God wants you to, God doesn't care about you. Satan wants you to believe, you know, you sinned so bad, God could actually never forgive that. He wants you to be afraid. He wants you to doubt God's goodness. He wants you to doubt God's power and his knowledge, the fact that Jesus Christ is who he is. And now in our days, he's taken another twist, right? Well, I don't need a Savior. I'm pretty good myself. Thank you very much, Pastor. I've done pretty good. Great job. And not even the demons go that far. They were trembling just to be in the same room as the Holy One of God. Because this was a start. The time bomb was ticking off. Satan knew it. When it gets to that alarm, Satan is going to be crushed. And so he's doing everything he can to get in between people and the Word. And what happens? Satan loses. You need to keep that in mind. It's always Satan loses. Always. It might look like it. It might look like he won, like, like Satan won. It might look like the demons are winning. It might feel like the demons are winning. If you're in the synagogue before Jesus came, you're terrified of this guy who's screaming and carrying on. And then Jesus comes, and all of a sudden, there's peace. Jesus is the one who silences demons, and he calms souls. And it's the start of his three-year public ministry to carry that out. Did he do it? Oh, yeah. And Satan knew he was going to do it. He tried to get in the way. Nothing kept Jesus from that path of winding up at a cross. Because on the cross, and when those nails went into his hands and feet, when he was spiked to the cross and spit on and while he suffered and died in our place with our sins on his body, the scriptures say, he crushed Satan. Satan has no power. He said, Father, forgive them. He gave up his spirit to his heavenly Father as the perfect sacrifice in our place for us. We serve a God who's so in love with us. He loves you like you cannot believe he loves you. Without this guy asking, Jesus walked in and freed him from his bondage to sin. Without anyone calling up and asking Jesus to come over, Jesus freed them from the fear of even going to church because of this demon guy. He still does the same thing today. Without my asking... 
My mom and dad went to a, a church and talked to their pastor and made sure that water was poured over my head without my asking. And in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the, the God of all creation took hold of me and brought me into his family of faith. You're baptized, that's what it is. You're brought into God's family of faith. You know what does that mean? That means that this person who just speaks the word and the demons have to obey, this person's word crushes it no matter what's going on. So when God says, I forgive you, whatever guilt you're carrying, listen to his words. He says, I forgive you. I know what you did. I saw it all completely. And I paid for it all with my life on the cross. And I set you free. Peace. <sighs> wow. How can I possibly ever say thank you enough to God for doing that? He is the one who saved me. He's the one who saved you. He rescued us. And so when you go to this part of God's word, and you look at it again, as I pray you will this week, remember what God says. That his word is what did it. It wasn't the fact that he had special robes or special cross around his neck or used a particular translation, none of that. He just went up and he said his word, and because his word has power, things happen. So if he commands demons to leave, they leave. If it commands peace to come to you, it comes. So don't get in the way. Let God remind you again and again he has forgiven you. Let God remind you again and again that he has restored you to himself. He did that when you were baptized, brought you into his family of faith. You know what else? He continued to do his crazy, wonderful things. Not only with baptism, but today we're going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper. And if you're a communicant member here, you understand what's going on, but you don't understand because it's an amazing thing. God takes his word, and with his word, he connects all of himself to bread, all of himself to wine, and he gives it to each one. And why does he do that? Because he wants each one of us to know in our own battles, wherever we are, number one, we're not alone. Jesus knows all about it, and his word crushes it no matter what you're going through. So in his name, so let us live this week. Amen.